for me. <laughs> right. Yes. It's good to finally sit here with you. Uh, so thank you for opening it up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in uh, in the Satipatthana, what we're doing here, mm -hmm. there's a lot of coming in. If you can't hear it in the back, you. Because sometimes voice? our voice is a little hard on subtle subjects. So okay. feel free, anyone, if you can't hear, I would always suggest plenty of seats available and just get closer if our voice drops, rather than us having to make an effort. Go on, yeah, sorry. In the, you mentioned Satipatthana, go on. And uh, in, in the way that we're practicing it here, or the way that I've been mm. addressing it here, there's a lot of coming into the moment. Yes, the moment of now, mm -hmm. which is very powerful mm. and a lot of work to be done in order yes. to continuously mm. come into the moment now. Mm. And in the Satipatthana and the Four Foundations of Mindfulness, mm -hmm. there's also this long view which mm. is given, mm. which you referred to briefly yeah. the other day. The long view of... So, if you practice for oh, a yeah. week, then so, there's the potential yeah, yeah, yeah. of this. Mm -hmm. And if you practice for a year, yeah. mm -hmm. the potential mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And these various, you could even say, goals or mm -hmm. possibilities mm -hmm. are offered. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of questions come yeah. up, and then right, we can, then. Yeah, yeah, sure. wherever you want to okay. jump in, just... <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so one... Mm. For us, in our what you yeah. can call lay practice, mm. um, some of those goals that the Buddha was pointing to or possibilities mm. sometimes seem a little maybe out of reach. Out of reach, yeah. Or sometimes I think, well, I just need to drop basically everything else mm. and get on with it, or else they are out of reach. Mm. So that's one. Tend to think of what there. Anyway, go on. Um, there was something else, but me, why don't we start there and just right. see where... Can I um, uh, just go back to... Uh, to the beginning points that you mentioned and the intention there is uh, if I can just try to clarify just a, 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 li a, li a little bit while recognizing the good points that you are uh, making um, at the end of this discourse about the applications of mindfulness uh, there is this refrain which, when asked how long does it come to really finding a, a what should we call it, awakening or a liberated, liberating wisdom, the authentic emancipation of the human being from the problems of life, or the languages. What is in fact stated is a very, very confident voice in human beings. So rather than the view, oh, it will take seven years, six years, five years, four years, three years, uh, in that way, he actually, that is the Buddha, 
brings it down. Look, such an exploration, seven days would be enough to understand the very heart essence of what the Dharma is all, all about and all the benefits that emerge for a human being in deep realization. So it's in that uh, form. The, uh, the, the second, I know uh, it is regularly um, stated about uh, being in the moment. Uh, and it's a language which many in the hall, with myself and uh, uh, other places, will use. But it is not, in my view, um, some absolute imperative. It, it, it's um, not very easy itself can become a kind of goal. The goal could be to be in the moment, to be in the here and now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't um, view it in that way, despite you know, that. So a very small example, one of many, but a small example today would be in making reference to happiness there. It isn't a question so much of being in the moment, but the capacity to reflect on the three fields of time, past, present and future, to listen to the heart's response, and one could say, particularly uh, with reflection, in a way one could say, well, we're leaving the being in the moment in order to kind of put our attention back to past moments or past experiences, hopefully near to the present, uh, as future, and see what response we have. And that could generate a happiness of, look, I was willing, like some of you, to travel right around the world to come and spend some time in India and to engage in explorations and some depth meditations and much more and that's because you reflected and, and feel, well, this is important and there's a happiness that, well, yeah, I did it, I'm here. And, and, and many other examples that are, that are uh, around. So, yes to the present but not at the expense of past and future. And that's uh, uh, there. So then, you mentioned and, uh, um, interesting curiosity here is the importance like the Buddha's Dharma here, of, of goals do any goals that you've heard about or read about or feel inside come to mind for you, what kind of thing do you have in mind to say there's this goal, another goal what, what, what? well, close to home close to home <laughs> I mean um, this home or home in I mean, Israel I mean, or home in I mean this home. Okay. All right. home. Mm, yeah. Um, I'd like to get over craving. That, that get it good. It's nice to hear. <laughs> Go on. All right. Um, so and anger, things like uh, that. Yes. Okay. All right. So, in a way, in the best sense of it, in the best sense of it, 
getting over craving, in a way, is the goal of the goals, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's the cream of the milk. <laughs> to live a life without wanting, wanting, wanting. So, in a way, craving, wanting, demanding, addictions, and there. And uh, uh, anger, because anger always has some wanting or craving in it. Anger when I don't get what I'm craving. Exactly, yeah. exactly, precisely. And even more subtly, sometimes it's not so much craving in that sense, but certainly sometimes just wanting you know, and <coughs> the way that uh, we can nag ourselves and others in the demands for what we want. You know, uh, so, does the goal of the um, ending of craving, wanting, anger, which is part of that dynamic, seem for you near or far away, or sometimes both? Sometimes I'm not craving. Sometimes you're not craving. All right, nice. All right. Um. <laughs> so we, we go step by step here. There. We look at ourselves and say, well, currently, you might say right now, even just right now, you and I listening to each other. There's no craving. I'm personally not feeling any pressure that you're craving from something from me, or being well, not craving for a good answer, whatever it is from you. So sometimes there's a genuine feeling, experience, sense of the absence of craving. Yeah. Uh, what helps to establish that sense of the absence of craving? What do you find helpful and uh, useful, supportive to live life and not be craving, whatever it might be? Um, when I have a sense that I deserve mm. something, yes. then craving is stronger. All right. Um, Sorry, every, you know, I'm always interested in the line by line. When I have a sense that I want something, or, yeah, then there is a feeling and the view and the kind of energy and some kind of mental construct, some form, something's forming in the mind, it's forming itself. And that forming is the self, the I, the my, and the craving, and with it, some kind of pressure upon the other. And a question of, well, why don't I have that? Mm. You know, and, mm. and then the mind starts looking for, well, if not that, then maybe that, and if right. not, then maybe that. And then it's just like an ongoing, mm. what would be, like walking down the street. Mm. But what, what would be, if you wish to say, you don't have to say, what would be an example recently of something which you were uh, craving and really, 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 really wanted. And then find, my God, I didn't get. Anything come to mind? I was probably the last person I asked out on a date and was refused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> 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 All right, so sometimes 
we <laughs> sorry I'm teasing you right. you, you, you meet somebody this person whoever she, he uh, uh, may be but what's the difference because the language is, is if I may say different I, is it woman or man Which, is it? it was a woman no. um, I asked her out on a date I asked her out on a date and she said whatever she said thank you but no thank you or, or whatever what would show there was craving or wanting or neediness in that simply asking you no thank you or no whatever she said you mean how did I notice that I was craving yeah yeah because asking isn't oh. craving it's just asking well, one, rather than just accepting the answer, I was trying to figure out, well, why not? You know, that was the first thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in your self-image here. <laughs> and I'm teasing you a little bit. So, so not totally deserve it, yeah. <laughs> so, there, there, there is you ask, and then she says no, yeah. And then, even it doesn't have to be any self image, by the way, you know, it's the teasing part. And one, the inner life says, well, why not? Uh, it's not because you've got an inflated ego. I think sometimes when a person says no to us, I think it does, can give, helpfully, some pause to some reflection. You know, and did you come across craving that might have put the person off? Did you, was it too early? Was the language of date feeling like a pressure? Or, or countless other things? Or maybe it's just not where she is at this time? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. There. yeah. All three, maybe, and maybe all three—a little bit of everything, as you as you mentioned there. So, in the why not response, there did anything emerge out of that reflection to help you be clear in terms of uh, the invitation to, for a date with somebody? Because you mean what what transpired yeah, afterwards? Exactly, yeah, so exactly. the craving was relieved, or released? the craving relieved, but some understanding would would come come in. I think I think um, I didn't get an answer as to why. No, okay. no. Okay, fair enough. And and that that moment, I realized they have a life to live, yes. not my life, mm. their life. All right. So. Her life, in this yeah, case. Yeah, I might have been disappointed, but I was no longer craving. No, so all right. So I just released. So the, the important thing here, there's some reflection. The reflection, in a way, shows em empathy for the other. So empathy meaning you're not blaming, you're not tacking. She has a life to live there, and you recognize that. There's a, an allowance uh, which takes place. And that allowance means there isn't any more continuity of craving because one understands you have your life, she has her life, she has the right to say yes, no, don't know, uh, or, or whatever. Yeah. In a way, like in the first talk, 
the, the, this subject-object dynamic, which is our world, mm. um, isn't it that the same principle, I mean, in this case, I wish something from somebody, or I wish something from a material object, or from a creature, or whatever it may be. It may not be giving what I want. And the objects, of course, they can break down, they don't function, it doesn't work properly, blah, blah. Or it can be with the person who says, no, uh, no. In a way, it's the same principle, isn't it? And with a lot of the world, you know, Absolutely. the world doesn't definitely doesn't show up exactly the way I want it no. most of the time. No, so <laughs> the world doesn't show up the way I want it most of the time. You've never said a bigger truth in your whole life. The world is not made to fit in with all the human wantings. The world kind of metaphorically slaps us in the face in the delusion that the world should provide everything that we want. Yeah. Even with what it does, it's still between the finite resources, uh, etc. Such a you know, really important statement, you know, it's a classic Buddha Dharma uh, statement, that what will, what will contribute to making that statement so crystal clear, the world cannot always give me what I want, so crystal clear, it really has an influence on your relationship to others and particularly as I mentioned with happiness today mm. the dependency on the result mm. what would make it so clear that you make the invitation you ask, why not, you're a man see a woman, there's some whatever, energy chemistry, interest romance uh, uh, more you ask but the understanding that's going with it ah, I can't always get what I want to quote Mr. Jagger <laughs> so maybe Jagger what would, what would make it so crystal clear well it's becoming clearer now yeah. um, the, the, what I, you mentioned chemistry, it was interesting yes. because I realized that when chemistry is involved yes. it's much more difficult <laughs> <laughs> All right. whereas when All right. it's not chemistry, like if, if I walk into a music shop, and there's, into a bunch a music of, shop. and there's a bunch of guitars yeah. I can pick up a guitar and there's a nice sound mm. I have my own guitar and also, there's not chemistry though, No. There's, there might be a like Mm, but when right. chemistry is involved, all right. whether it's like there's a certain amount of food at the table and I want that yes. piece of cake, but yeah. it's going fast, yes. or whether it's there's a certain amount of people and right. I like that person and yeah. it's going fast, or whatever. Right. When there's chemistry, right. then, and so there's also fear yeah. that if I don't get it now, I'm going to be left without the cake or without the... Mm. All right. So, coming back to the uh, meditations and the mindfulness, 
and in this case the body here as with that first uh, tetrad of this mindfulness of breathing uh, discourse it is to be mindful to experience the body the whole of the body it is to be mindful to experience the body the exact words to experience the body and, exp- and experience the calming of the body the chemistry you know, precious and sweet and vitalizing uh, etc so what we were hearing is where there is some chemistry that, with that kind of sensation often felt in the body as well as heart and mind coming out in the thought perhaps as well that chemistry being felt for you can end up contributing to craving yeah so that's when it's more challenging mm. so that's where I feel like I can deal with craving in a music store mm. or stuff like that mm-hmm. you know bookshop yeah but you know what you're saying the books and the guitar doesn't have the same thrill as a woman no <laughs> Yeah, well, what, there's a certain, there's a there's different kinds of hungers. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> Go right, all right. So it, so again, everything you know, yeah. Buddha Dharma is knowing the inner and the outer. It runs all through the discourses there. So to know oneself, got to be quite clear here that repeating the point a little bit. In certain situations there is more likely for a trigger of craving with a dependency of result which feeling disappointed maybe more needing, requiring some reflection which is not going to make more demands in this case on the person because you understand they have their space and their rights as, uh, as well could the relationship to books and guitars and uh, other uh, uh, objects that sense there be helpful in some way and, and the meditations the mindfulnesses of calming the body, relaxing through the body and recognising chemistry, it is beautiful it is precious, sometimes the other touches us but it's but it's always in the invitational it's the ask not the wanting well the way the way what what comes up is is that a guitar or a book is just an object out yeah. there yes whereas food or a person that mm. i have an attraction to yeah. something that i want to bring in mm. differently mm. Now, um I guess in the moment that there's there's like chemistry which is almost like entangle. I don't. I mean. Yeah. All right. You. you, you so I'm problem. still. I'm still a little. I don't. I don't know how no. it could be useful. I can right. use it as an example. Maybe as an example. But I've been working with this for a long time, and that's why. Yeah. And it's still difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, which is partly where that original question of. You know, not that it's so easy to be a monk or a nun and to mm. just say no. 
but that must be even more difficult. Mm. But in our life, where there's the option of yes, mm. there's always going to be these possibilities. Mm. So, it, yeah, it's like ongoing. Mm. So, potentially, remember the four guidelines around happiness that the brother gave in different ways. There, is it contributing to happiness? Is it skillful? How is the intention? That's the craving bit. Uh, there. How, what's the relationship like to outcome? There. And one needs some clarity and wisdom with regard to this. There. And not to underestimate wanting and craving with regard to the inanimate world. Uh, sometimes we don't realize, let's say with the musical instrument or the book, how much identification holding and clinging goes on and the confirmation of that would be if the book or the guitar was lost or stolen. And then the craving might come up about getting it back. You know, it's true. I just thought about it. I have a, I have a couple of guitars and a bunch of books <laughs> around my house. Mm. So obviously there's been craving there. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's after the event. I don't <laughs> think as a I'm craving, I don't realize I'm holding and clinging, but in the loss, the craving comes after. But so. what comes up to try to answer okay. your question before is, is that I think I need to just really adjust to being okay with what the answer is. All right, okay, so good. So if I have, if I'm really invested in a certain answer, I'm going to... I'm going to suffer and I'm also going to crave. Yeah. Whereas if I'm just making an invitation, yeah. it's like, would you like to yeah. dinner? Well, all right. Yes or no? Okay. Yes is fine. Yeah. No is fine. Okay. Keep, if you, I think it's enough. So <laughs> if you just keep to that, need to engage while here, mindfulness and meditation, which give you some opportunity, as you point out, to some relaxation on recognizing and being comfortable with the response. That's all. Just that. And that will contribute to a, a steadiness and a calmness about the out, outcome. And it, that will help a great deal if the intention, as I said, is more in the invitation than in the expectation. Good, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So we'll just have a quiet minute and another invitation, please. Yes, please. Um, today you mentioned that uh, you can't hear me? Today? <laughs> today you mentioned that um, Wanting to get rid of negative emotions is like wanting to put out a fire by adding more wood. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wonder what's, what's uh, that differentiate this wanting to get rid of it mm. and a true, genuine aspiration to mm. be free from it. Yeah, because very good. Yeah. Good point. What is the difference between wanting to get rid of something, that's back to the craving again in a way, which becomes a pressure on us, and if it's not going well, we can get very agitated and angry with ourselves. 
because we're wanting so much, putting pressure, get more agitated, frustrated, and of course that negativity and blame then increases. That's the wood on the fire metaphor uh, there. So I'm going to avoid answering the question, because it's a difficult one. And um, going to go back to you a, a little bit. What's the, what's the sense and feeling in aspiration towards? Yeah, I don't w- want to be an angry, attacking, blaming human being. I'm burning up inside. It's not good for me, it's not good for others. What, what, how would you describe an aspiration to see clearly rather than live angrily? Positive mental state without a positive mental state. Yeah, but let, let's let's um, for a moment. I mean, I, yet today, of course, in the talk, I spoke a little bit about the benefits of that. But forgetting the positive mental state, you, you're just let's say experiencing something you're angry about. What did I say? It feels really horrible inside. What was what? is aspiration, and what is the pressure to want to get rid of? What, what, what feels to be the difference? How would you state, describe for you the difference in these two experiences? How would you act if it doesn't work? Eh? How would you act if it doesn't work? Does it work? If, if the result is not as you expected, how would you act? That might be... Uh, Alright, okay. So, sometimes we look and we say, oh gosh, I'm, whatever I'm angry about, and then the shoulds come in, I shouldn't be angry, going to get rid of this anger, uh, there people keep away from me, because I'm so angry, I've got to stop being angry, and, but the pressure, as I mentioned, doesn't seem to uh, resolve it. And sometimes it seems to inflame it, make it worse. And then sometimes the, the self come in, comes in and says, oh, well, I have a right to be angry. Anybody would be angry about this. And then it's been even justified. Uh, someone burns up inside even more. Less happiness in life, more anger. It's a rough road. Any si- well, since you arrived here, may I ask? Anything that's pissed you off since you arrived? Anything that's... any of us? You don't have to name the poor person. Um, <laughs> that's made you angry or... Anything that's not been right and really, really didn't like this. Or anything re- recently out there on the beloved streets of Saranath or Varanasi. Anything stands out for you? Um, better outside, maybe. Better outside. <laughs> are you trying to be kind to these good people? All right, outside. All right, we'll do the outside for a moment. Go on. Um, the taxi driver who took me here <laughs> didn't know the road, but he refused to ask, so he was driving around. He didn't know the place. He didn't know how to get here, but no. he, 
he was like driving around like without refusing to ask people on the yeah, street. Yes, like yes. I know, I know, one minute. One minute, ma'am. One minute, <laughs> and it's like ten minutes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the longer you're in the car, of course, the price might increase. So there you are, he's in the one minute mode, <laughs> and you're sitting in the taxi, and then look what emerged inside of you. Stupid. Stupid. Stupid, angrily, he's stupid, or this is a stupid situation to be in? He is stupid. He is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's very stupid. All right, so sometimes in, when we're, when we're angry, angry and upset, not getting what we want, then the judgment, you know, humanly enough, come out, stupid, or uh, uh, whatever. Did the description or the thought that he's stupid helped to get him any closer to the Thai monastery? No. <laughs> no, not a chance. All right. So after 10 minutes, you kind of landed here? Sort of. In the, so in the circumstance, just the dynamics of the internal life, they tend to repeat themselves. You get into a taxi and the object, which is the taxi driver, uh, doesn't know something, i.e. there. He is, whatever, take it, going around in a circle, refuses to uh, uh, ask, and in the minutes of that, that in your view, understandable, humanly enough, is generating some reactivity, some anger, judgments uh, uh, about that. You could find yourself in a taxi after the retreat, couldn't you? And uh, it might have another circular ten minutes. What's your task when somebody it would appear doesn't know, lost their way and refusing to stop and find out. I mean, it should be pretty simple, the Thai monastery, which is a monastery with the tallest statue standing 27 meters high in the village. If people who've lived here haven't seen it yet, well, that's tragic. <laughs> so, what's the responsibility of the customer to the driver? Patiently with equanimity. Oh God, you've done too many Buddhist <laughs> retreats. <laughs> yes, they always answer for everything except be patient, equanimity, equanimity. What? What about the voice? What, what, no, yes, but what might you say? Remember, subject is going to the object. The object is. No, what should we say? Understanding or keeping to the agreement. This happens to us thousands of times in life. We have a voice. Something needs to be needs to be communicated. What sort of thing to be communicated to a person who's maybe innocently doesn't know his way, 
maybe, just doesn't know, it happens, or manipulatively, quote-unquote, doesn't know his way, to increase the amount of time to get more money out of you. We don't know what the motive is of this person. What's your voice? Innocent or manipulative? What should be our voice? Yeah, what's your voice? What, what, what might you say when you are not sure about the intentions of the person who is providing some kind of service to you? External, like what I actually was. What comes <coughs> out of that small hole above <laughs> your chin? Explain <laughs> um, to him that it's where it is, it's with a statue, and I really need to get there All soon. Right. So, one aspect is, of course, some in, in information, which, I, which is fair enough if you know where it is there, but if you genuinely uh, uh, not sure, and there are people around, what's wrong with insisting? You're the customer, you have some authority, insisting that the taxi driver stops, you make it crystal clear to the taxi driver, we, you see some people, you stop and ask. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you just go to mm. <laughs> <laughs> you have a voice, you have authority, you have to sometimes uh, use it. It doesn't have to be angry, it doesn't have to be attacking, it doesn't have to be calling the person stupid or, or whatever. That's rude and offensive. But certainly communication with the, uh, with the person is said firmly and clearly enough and uh, is said in such a way when people are around probably 90% sure he will stop he will stop and uh, otherwise you know, the mind gets Minute by minute, gets more and more agitated, more and more and more upset. And sometimes, with some women travelling alone and men too, in fact, more fearful. What's going on here? Where is he taking me? Uh, and so, some real clarity is really uh, uh, needed. That's where the the, the voice, your good, your good voice, really must come in on these situations. Yeah. And as I say, sometimes, to be fair to the drivers, uh, of course they're often happy to have the internationals in their taxi, because sometimes some of us, you know, with the donation, the bakshish, at the end of the journey, uh, but we don't wish to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, keep the voice very firm and, cl- and firm and clear. And the small example, that one, may be a mirror for us in other circumstances as well. There's no substitute for clear, calm, focus and communication.
Any response? How is this related to my question? It's, it's totally related. If you, you said you have the aspiration to be to be without the anger, and I said, here is the example you gave it yourself, and then this aspiration to be without the anger in the specific is finding the calm clarity of voice to communicate the facts, the truth of the situation and it looks like the key is if the driver didn't know or didn't want to know you have to find the voice that stops the taxi where there are people already ask them maybe when I asked the question this incident was not so much in my mind. I didn't care about being angry with the taxi driver. You should it's do. okay that I was angry with him. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not. It's not that's, that, that anger in the kind of Dharma language is putting blame, calling somebody stupid, putting them down. The guy's a poor man trying to make a living. I didn't you, say it. No. It was a no. Well, I, I'm, you are, Coming back to your good question, to, from your good response earlier on, what's the difference between wanting and craving to stop anger and finding the right aspiration? Every situation matters. You gave an example of being angry with the taxi driver and that itself is enough to feel a lot of concern about. If you don't feel concerned about being angry with a taxi driver, you'll never resolve the anger. You'll be an angry person. Maybe I give an example that I'm more concerned with. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well. Uh, about the meditation. All right. The distractions that I want to get rid of. The distractions, the, yeah. And mm. the aspiration to have a fruitful. Have a what? A fruitful session. Fruitful. And yeah. uh, and it's difficult um, when I say, "Well, I'll let go of the goal," then I just go mm. wild in the mm. mind, mm. or I fall asleep. <laughs> and and when I have a little. It feels like I need a little bit tightness to yeah. to stay there, but then it f slips into that uh, that clinging and judgment mm, very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I uh, empathize with you there that in the practices and the sessions that we have here, owing to the movements in the mind, there can well be lots of distractions taking place. There can be some aversion or reaction <coughs> to the distractions and that again tends to feed them uh, there. The distractions may be greater development is, is required from you to take an interest in what's right in front of you. Mm. Distractions, that means being distracted mm. from, that which you are distracted from 
it may require a greater interest in that which you wish to give or aspire to give more attention to. Willpower, as I've said a few times over the days, has a short-term benefit. You might succeed, I'm going to really be present in the moment. You might succeed, but you can only succeed as long as you're trying, got the willpower, and trying to control the mind. Interest is more powerful than control and willpower. Mm-hmm. So, taking a real interest in uh, the process of what's going on, really taking a real interest in it. The breathing experience, being alive, uh, uh, presence, the calming of the body, the exploration of the sensations, one's humanity as a human being, taking a real interest in the all, all of that. The uh, distractions kind of lose a lot of their power. Distractions really are a ego's form of self-entertainment. That's why. Because we've lost the, the contact and the intimacy with the living present. And that's a big loss. Stay alive, stay interested. Okay, thank you. So just have a quiet minute and and then I'll just give a short reflection on the inquiry. In the uh, language, English language, just a little semantic here for the moment. In Dharma language, of the use of anger, they're rather different from each other, or can be. So, in Dharma language, the word anger is the movement of a negative reaction to something, oneself or other, subject or object, which in the reactivity of that negativity, whether it's fault-finding and blame and attacking and being angry and being aggressive, aggressive and, and being violent and killing, that in that uh, situation, the arising of the anger 
is preventing us from seeing a situation clearly. This is anger. And this is a teaching of learning to see situations as clearly as possible and in that clarity we can find a response which is different from throwing out the blame and the abuse and the attacking and calling people stupid or whatever it might be. Sometimes in English language, sometimes, yeah, there is a positive use, sometimes, of the word uh, anger. So sometimes people will say the decisions of our politicians or our bankers or our corporate world or whatever, it really, really makes me angry. It could be a lot of projections and blame and fault finding and it's just a, a reason to dump one's negativities on the other. But it doesn't, not necessarily that. So what I mean, therefore, sometimes when I listen, I say, I really am angry about this. And what they're saying, I really feel passionately concerned about this. I really feel something needs to be done about this. Some action really needs to be taken. Uh, the voice <coughs> may sound angry if a person is in touch with herself, himself. Can we know the difference between indignation, protest, the firm, direct voice, and being caught up in our stuff, unresolved, negativities and blame and agitation and then dumping, dumping it on somebody. And plenty of time people say to me, oh Christopher, when you speak about this or that, oh you, you sound angry. I have to check in with myself there to see is it concern and indignation and protest or is it stuff going on and it's got something to land on for the day. Yeah, one has to check in with oneself and to get to know the difference in the feeling, tone, voice, intention, attitude. Sometimes it's a fine line between anger and indignation. And people understand the word indignation? Uh, yeah, protest about, you could put it like, uh, uh, like that. The small incident, although sometimes we think it's unimportant, it's not my view. Um, I think the small incident, called the taxi driver, whatever it might be, the uh, invitation to the date, or whatever. The small incident is the movement on, of the inner life in its condition upon the object. That movement that takes place for us, other situations might seem more serious or less important, but it's just the degree of the movement, understand? And looking at that relationship, as mentioned, between the movement, the outcome of the movement, the response to the movement, there. 
and that whether it's called the taxi driver or whether it's called the, the lovely woman whether it's called the chemistry or, or not it's the same event that keeps going on it has to be contact, feeling, wanting, dependency on result contact, feeling, wanting, dependency on, on the result it keeps varying degrees keep renewing itself that way think about any situation that's been a problem in your life any one of them I guarantee there's contact I guarantee there's feeling I guarantee there's some wanting and I guarantee there's some relationship to the outcome which has affected you affected me and sometimes we are not caught up in that it is that to ask as we just listened to a few moments ago it is that to make clear to respond to and there's a voice of wisdom in that and in that wisdom we can handle the outcome as well when there isn't the wisdom we can't handle the outcome enough that's the outcome <laughs> so the time now is about uh, 8.45 if the bell ringer would kindly ring the bell for us in 15 minutes one five, and then there will be the uh, this evening the two circle uh, sittings that will start at uh, 5 minutes past 9 o'clock and uh, through till 9.30 and uh, the hot drink and thank you very much for the two of you that kindly came up and had some uh, exchange with and possibly a small reminder to all of us with regard to the exploration of these areas of life. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>